Welcome to this episode of the Future Champions podcast, A Word Initiative. When I lived on the Gold Coast many years ago, I had the opportunity to go visit a guitar collector. It was at his house where he had this room dedicated to some of the most amazing guitars I've ever seen. There were Fenders, Gibsons and Ibanez guitars. So many amazing guitars covering every wall of the room I was standing in. It was so impressive to see. There was one guitar that really caught my eye. It was a 1960s American-built Fender Stratocaster with the traditional ash colour. And why wouldn't it? Played by famous guitarists like Buddy Holly and Eric Clapton. And who can forget that iconic moment in guitar history when Jimi Hendrix played an upside-down right-handed pearl white Stratocaster to perform the Star Spangled Banner at Woodstock in 1969. What a powerful guitar. And here was one nestled amongst so many other amazing guitars, each with their own story to tell. I stared at this most remarkable piece of crafted wood, just enjoying it. In the silence of the room, I asked the owner of all these guitars, how does it feel to play? He stared back at me in confusion. Then he said, I don't play these guitars. I was shocked by that. These guitars are built to play. They are created to make sound. And he doesn't play them? It didn't make sense to me. And in a bizarre moment, I started to feel sorry for these guitars. Clearly, they needed someone to pick them up, to hold them, and to play them. And while I'm not a great guitarist, I wanted to be that person. I was snapped back into reality with the collector's next words that seemed to be coming from a distant tunnel. As my mind was brought back to reality, he said, in fact, I can't even play guitar. I wanted to learn, but I never did. It went from being this amazing moment to very awkward very quickly, as my facial expressions betrayed me and let this guitar collector know that I wasn't impressed with the news I'd just learned. But why? Why did it bother me so much? There are many examples of collectors who don't use the things they collect. A stamp collector doesn't grab stamps out of their collection to send a birthday card to their favourite auntie. I met somebody who collected samurai swords and never expected him to be out the backyard with an ancient Japanese blade having sword fights with his mates. I understand that an important part of collecting is preserving keeping the item collected as close to the original condition as possible. But for some reason, this concept did not translate into guitars. For me, guitars are for playing. They are designed for sound. Without sound, they have no real purpose. Eddie Van Halen is one of the greatest guitarists ever to live. As the lead guitarist of the band Van Halen, He reshaped music for an entire generation and more. There is simply no question that he is one of, if not the greatest guitarist of all time. I guess if you were a guitar collector, owning one of Eddie Van Halen's guitars would be a prized possession. But what if you were fortunate enough to have 75 of Eddie Van Halen's guitars in your collection? What would you do with them? You could almost create a museum with that number of guitars. Each one could tell a story, 
A moment in the life of Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen died from a stroke on the 6th of October 2020, age 65. He had an amazing life, and it was certainly cut way too short. Before he died, there is no doubt that Eddie would have been considering his purpose in life and the legacy that he would leave. What would he do with his massive collection of guitars? In 2017, he donated 75 of his personal guitars, ones that he had played through his career, to a music program called Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. The foundation provides nearly 1,800 instruments annually to American schools without music programs, aiding about 10,000 students per year. When asked about why he gave away what was a priceless collection of a lifetime, He said, my whole life has been music. I could not imagine anything else. It's a must. It has to be taught. This is what Eddie had to say about giving away his guitars. I wanted to give back to the community and especially kids in need who want an instrument but didn't have the opportunities that I had. And I wanted to donate instruments because I have so many guitars and then nobody would take him until we found Mr. Holmes' opus. And uh, it wasn't shortly after that that I came to your school and there's a kid playing one of my guitars. And I'm just going, it makes you want to cry, you know? It's, It's really that, it was that emotional for me. For Eddie Van Halen, a guitar that is not being played is meaningless. It is made to be played. Many people live their lives like that guitar collector who never played a single guitar he collected. But instead of collecting guitars, they collect ideas. Ideas of things they should do and ideas of things they could do. And then they store those ideas in a safe place and never do anything with them. They collect dreams. Some of them are amazing dreams of things they want to achieve in their lives or places they want to go. They collect visions, visions of what they want their life to look like. Then they hide them away so they don't get damaged. They take those ideas, dreams and visions and hang them on the wall. Every now and then they will visit them, appreciate them, maybe even pull them off the wall to see how they feel. But they will quickly put them back on the wall and never do anything with them. Why? Do you remember being this way as a child? I remember my childhood being full of adventure and discovery. My brothers and I would set off in the morning chasing some crazy idea we had in our heads. Whether it be setting off on an adventure on a railway track or a new road that was being built, sneaking into a local school after hours or building a massive fort at the creek near our house, we had an idea and then we did it. Sometimes it worked and others, Well, it didn't. But no idea was ever collected and hidden away. Whatever we could conceive in our minds, we set out to achieve. Many people would have similar stories of their childhood. But as you get older, the art of thinking, then doing, becomes harder. Don Dodge is a developer advocate for Google. In 2014, he presented at the TEDx talk in Athens. Here are a few words from that talk. If you were to walk into any first grade class and you ask them, can you paint? 
Every hand goes up. Yes, yes, I can paint. If you ask them, can you sing? Every hand goes up. Yes, I can sing. It's amazing. They're, they're creative and they're confident. Ten years later, <laughs> this is what happens. Ten years later, you go ask the same students, can you paint? Not a single hand goes up. Can you sing? Maybe one or two. What happened? What happened to these kids? Well, the problem is we teach conformity. We don't teach creativity. We teach our kids to conform, to paint within the lines, to do only what we tell them to do. And after a while, it takes a toll. And that creativity gets back smaller, smaller, and is recessed back into your mind, back into your brain. We create these filters that don't allow us to be creative. So what changed? To understand that, I think you need to understand initiative. Initiative is a doing word, not a thinking word. And the truth is, it is who we naturally are as humans. Initiative shouldn't be hard. We are drawn into action. Our desire to do should pull at us more than gravity holds us on the earth. Think about when you were a child and you were pulled and drawn into action because that is where you felt most alive. But as we grow older, we build up resistance, cords that bind us and hold us back. Why? Fear and doubt. Fear is a learnt behaviour. Fear of failure, fear of injury, fear of criticism. And doubt. Well, that is a byproduct of fear. I want you to think about this question. What are the things that are holding you back from doing the things you want to do? What are the cords that are stopping you from moving forward? What is your fear? I want to share a story of someone who recognized a cord that was holding them back in their own life and how he was able to break that cord. I was speaking to my brother recently and he was talking about buying an investment home. He had thought about it over many years and managed to talk himself out of it every time. He would think about the risk, the things that could go wrong. What if he lost his job? What if he couldn't get someone to rent it? What if the interest rates increased and he couldn't afford repayments? They seem pretty rational and responsible questions to be asking and legitimate reasons to step back from taking the risk. But then he and his wife decided to take that risk. I asked him what had changed his mind. To my surprise, it was one sentence from our brother-in-law. He was discussing the opportunity and going through all the risks that could occur if he and his wife bought the house they were looking at. What our brother-in-law said completely flipped my brother's mindset on risk. And this is what he said. When you are young, the biggest risk you can take is not taking risks. I'm going to say that again. When you are young, the biggest risk you can take is not taking risks. Such powerful words that speak volumes. So what is risk? It's a situation involving potential exposure to a negative consequence. So what does that really mean? There is a chance that if we do something, then something bad could happen. If we spend our lives attempting to avoid risk, then we will be paralyzed into inaction. And that is the difference from you now 
and you as a child. We learn about consequence, but as a child, because we don't think about consequences, we have a freedom to act. As we grow older, we get exposed to danger and the consequences that come with that. In order to protect ourselves, we create cords that hold us back to restrict our behavior. And some of those cords are so important because they protect us. We don't jump off tall buildings, stick our finger in power sockets, or cross the road without looking. But other cords prevent us from doing the things we should do. And we end up like the guitar collector, collecting ideas that we would love to try, but are too scared of the potential consequence. Failure. But here is the key. Initiative is not about having great ideas. It is about turning thoughts into actions. They don't even have to be refined thoughts or good ideas. You just need to have the idea and the desire to get up and go. Try and fail, try and fail, try and fail is much better than fail to try, fail to try, fail to try. When we try and fail, we are one step closer to success. But when we fail to try, we are one step further away from success. The greatest mistake we make in life is believing that failure is a bad thing. Failure is an essential part of the process of doing and the journey to success. Nick Saban is an American football coach for the University of Alabama. In 2015, he was the keynote speaker at the Charlotte Touchdown Club Awards when he said this. And I always get asked a question, probably more often than anything else. What does it take to win? Good game plan, good preparation, good system on offense and defense, ability to adapt and adjust during the game. But you know what my answer always is? It's mindset. It's how you think. It's the vision that you have for what you want to accomplish. You know, some people want to climb Mount Everest. That's their vision. Someone else like Michael Johnson would spend a thousand hours taking one-tenth of a second off his 400-meter time so he could win two gold medals, the 200 and the 400, instead of one. But whatever your vision is, and you know, we have two sets of eyes. We have the eyes that see everything that happens, and we have the eyes of the soul. which is really what's important to us, what we want to accomplish and what we want to do and what our vision is. And once you have that, then you have to be committed to a process, which is the things that you have to do to be successful at whatever that vision is. It can be something as simple as, I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, it's easy to find a defined process of what you have to do to do that. It's not difficult to find. But the third thing and the, the thing that most people struggle with most is you have to have the discipline to execute day in and day out. Most people have a vision. They can define what it takes to accomplish the vision, but can they execute it? Do they have the discipline to make the right decisions? And what is discipline? Then what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, the way it's supposed to get done. But more specifically for all of us, and I think what I use with the players so that they can relate to it is I have this little thing over here that I know I'm supposed to do, but I really don't want to do it. Can you make yourself do it? Then I have this little thing over here that I know I'm not supposed to do, but I want to do it. 
Can you keep yourself from doing it? Now, these decisions we can relate to all of us because we probably make a hundred of those every day. And those choices and decisions certainly determine whether we can stay committed to a process that's going to help us accomplish the vision that we have. So your mindset is very, very important. And once you can do all those things, can you stay focused on the process or will you get overcome by the circumstances? Can you stay focused on the vision or will you get overcome by the circumstances? Maybe you've seen it, I hope you have, but a few years ago when Chuck Pagano, the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, who's a good friend of mine, got diagnosed with cancer, actually couldn't coach during the season, uh, the team went on and got in the playoffs and he did the locker room speech uh, where he talked about vision and circumstance. And he says, my vision is, is that I can see my daughters grow up and I can dance at their wedding. My circumstance is I have cancer. I think that's the greatest example of what I'm talking about. Now we go out to practice and we're playing for a championship and it's cold outside and all anybody can focus on is the circumstance of the weather. This is what I'm talking about. Simple things. Can you stay focused on the things that are going to help you accomplish what you want to do? And to me, that is the most difficult thing to get young people, especially, to do today. Mindset is very important. An initiative is what links our thoughts to our actions. Taking the things that we know we should do and making them happen. I want to come back to Eddie Van Halen's 75 guitars. As one of the greatest guitarists of all time, what do you think Eddie's fear was for those guitars? Let me tell you what I think. He wasn't worried that his guitars would get damaged or broken. His fear was that they would never get used. That they would hang on the wall and be looked at. That their purpose would never again be realised. Instead. Since donating his guitars, over 500 people have begun their journey with the guitar on one of Eddie Van Halen's guitars. How cool is that? Think about the ideas, dreams and visions you have for your life. Now answer this question. Do you want to be like that Gold Coast guitar collector and never experience them? Hang them up on the wall where they will be protected from damage, but will always just be an idea. Or do you want your ideas, dreams and vision to be like one of Eddie Van Halen's 75 guitars? They risk being damaged and broken, but at every moment they are living up to their purpose. Here is my challenge. I want you to sit down for a moment and write out five ideas, dreams or visions you have. Think about the cords that are holding you back from doing those five things. Nick Saban referred to these cords as our circumstances. Circumstances that prevent us from achieving our vision. Work out how you can break those cords. Take your time and give it some thought. Now, go out and turn those thoughts into actions. Show some initiative. Thank you for joining me on the Future Champions podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Deezer. My name is Stuart Taylor. Stay safe.